forever. Dog. Race chaser. Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome back to Race, Race Chaser. Chaser. Classic. A podcast dedicated to the discussion, dissection, and dissemination of every single episode of RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race, Race, starting from the very beginning. This is the beginning. My name's Alaska. What is yours? Hello, I'm Willem, star of season four, RuPaul's Drag Race. Grand I know. finale. This is and your reunion. season, Tina. Honestly, I think my best episode is yet to come for this uh, this season. We're going to talk about it. I thought your work on Drag U was pretty, pretty seminal. Breaking. It was it was seminal. seminal. Yeah, seminal. Seminal vesicle. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah. I was thinking UFC. We are. <laughs> we it's so it feels good to be back in the classic mode, doesn't it? You look so much younger. I so think much skinnier. <laughs> <laughs> What's Fuck. changed? <laughs> Fuck. Um, a lot, actually. Um, Are you in both of these episodes that we're about to review? Because this episode, we're going to review the grand finale and the reunion because there's not enough meat in the finale episode. It's just the girls shooting the video, basically, and then, like, too much talking. Um, it's a little bit of filler. It's a little it's, bit of a, a... It's a stretch, for sure. Es- especially since they do the fake out at the end, which we'll talk about. But we're we're lumping together the grand finale and the reunion because they're kind of the same thing. Yeah. Do you, rem- do you remember a few months back, a simpler time, February 2020, pre-pandemic, pre-stay-at-home, um, when you used to wear nails... We were dissecting, disgusting, and disseminating Disgust. RuPaul's Drag Race season four, and we made it all the way up to the finale. But um, that's right, we had seen the dolls wrestle one another, the wet T-shirt contests, uh, <laughs> delivering one-liners in a sitcom directed My by team Max won. Muchnick. <laughs> Thank you. Um, build exceptional boats that Maritime are very pretty. <laughs> they are sea worthy. They are she worthy. She worthy. Um, a, politic- a political debate, dressing up like dogs, and most importantly, <laughs> teaching us to love you for you uh, during the Milan invasion. So that was a simpler time, and we have returned here at the grand finale of season four. At the North Hollywood El Portal Theater, <laughs> we have returned to bring you the grand finale in an extra supersized episode of Race Chaser where I'm going to turn off my notifications as soon as I figure out where my fucking mouse is. Shady bitch. Shady, Shady bitch. I do want to say Love You For You is actually on Jiggly's Jiggly. I didn't yeah. want to correct her because she's already no. lost so many mini challenges. No, I just But it say was the during the Milan invasion. You are I, correct. I say the Milan. I know that Jiggly was love you for you. And I know that the Milan invasion was Milan. But I say them both because they're both from the boat challenge. What did my yeah. boat say? Um, Thank It you. said it had your face all over it. So it oh obviously said winner. No. <laughs> <laughs> My boat said winner, bitch. Maritime realness. So, okay, let's get into this grand grand finale finale. episode. Again, there's not a lot of meat on the bones of this episode. The divas walk into the room. I am one of three, two of three. I am three three, of three. three. 
Resistance is futile. RuPaul comes up on the screen to tell us, My divas, remember who you are and what you stand for. I love you and... <laughs> Wait, that's not the RuPaul. That's you have the survived the end <laughs> of the world. The I was reading Latrice's lipstick message. <laughs> so I'm this lipstick drag. message... I'm quitting drag right now. <laughs> Maybe beep, you need to beep, put on a different beep. wig. I have left the call. I so want, this- like in the AOL chat when you leave the room. <laughs> the door closing? The door closing noise. <laughs> Is That's that where me. they get the the opening noise with RuPaul from AOL M for M chat? <laughs> I feel like it could be. Actually, it might be. I feel like it might be. Um, the the exit message for Latrice though says, "My divas, remember who you are and what you stand for. I love you and miss you. Stay fierce, Latrice Royale." <laughs> yes. Good thing is she did stay fierce, which is awesome. Um, and uh, so we're down to Chad, Sharon, Fifi, and they're talking about on the runway when Fifi was named as the person that should go home when Rue went, well, who should go home? Let me shit in this pot and stir it a little bit. Right. And the divas are still hashing out a little bit of bitterness over everyone literally choosing Fifi. Um, uh, Let's see. Now RuPaul comes on the screen and says, oh. my queens, the chosen three, you have survived the end of the world, bitch fights, pregnant daddies, and boatloads of proud semen. Damn. <laughs> You, but your biggest test is yet to come. Which one of the girls will take a giant leap and join me in my elite squadron of fighting glamazons? Today, RuPaul's Drag Race. Tomorrow, the world. <laughs> Squeak squawk. Oh, so RuPaul glances on in like she owns the place. She does. Uh, she does. The queens are announced that they will be starring in her new music video, a fashion adventure extravaganza, and they're going to have to act and dance and style and learn choreography from the inimitable Candace Kane. Her name is spelled C-A-N-D-I-S-C-A-Y-N-E. The rule is you have to make it harder when you're prettier. Um, (laughs) And and it's directed by Matthew Anderson. Um, And girl, she is giving lip, lip service to the dolls. Well, this is a traditional thing that they did, like the final episode on uh, on season three. With Ru- the dolls yeah. starred in a music video, mm-hmm. um, which season is like two, two, right? It's traditional. Um, yes, because they did the like writing on the mirror. Scene. What about Juju B? Yeah, all that. right. Um, and it gives us a chance to see what the dolls can do in this kind of environment, which which is actually a useful skill to act in a scene on camera and to do a music video. So that's like real life drag application, I think. Yeah, I think this is definitely something that a drag queen would be asked to do in the world. So what a wonderful yeah. way to see if they can hack it on set. Um, now, and I'm not talking about Sharon's ha- wig. Speaking of hacking, hacking up the choreography, <laughs> the the dolls are learning choreography from the stunning Candace Kane, mm-hmm. and uh, Candace is like just breezing through it. First of all, can we just speak about Candace Kane, who's showing up to dance rehearsal in heels, in a good heel? And in a strapless dress and perfect hair. She she is the most beautiful thing I've ever There's seen. There's something in the water. Hawaii. Like all the girls there, they're beautiful. 
Yeah, so lovely. Um, but uh, Sharon's having a lot of trouble with the choreography. Uh, the other girls, uh, Chad and Fifi, are just nailing it. Just dun dun dun, dun. One and turn, step, step, step. Then gesture like this. Then do it backwards in reverse. I mean, Sharon Sharon doesn't even have the feet down. And that's the most important, to at least go the way everybody else is going. And then you figure out the arms. She just looks like yeah. a starfish out of water right now. Um, right. And the same day they film it with Matthew. And it's it's made to look like the most important scene in the literal music video. Because and it's not. It is they chop like, it up. Girl, in the actual music video, there, there's no choreography synchronized. Maybe but they maybe, didn't get it. Maybe, maybe like, there would have been if it was better and fierce, but they're like, wow. we can't use that. Matthew was reading the, the Dear Dolls on Girl, this when, good day. When he said to Sharon, uh, he said the first time was wah, wah, but the second time was just <laughs> one wah. It's like Matthew is not going to put wah in a video. <laughs> Fifi's like, it's just one step, not two. It's just one step. Uh, excuse me. Um, I'm cro- When we do do si I'm crossing over there and you're crossing over here. You're crossing in the middle. She's crossing in the back and I'm crossing in the front. How hard is it, Sharon? Just get this. <laughs> Fifi is annoyed. And honestly, this is production number choreography. It's not that hard to pick up. Um, and any RuPaul's Drag Race winner should be able to get this. Yes. Yeah. Well, but- Yeah. They eventually, um, they look great. They're all in Marco Marco. Those outfits are Marco Marco. Are they? Marco Marco. The Mm -hmm. space spiky kind of. Yes, they are. Oh, they are really fabulous. Aren't they cute? Yeah. I quite liked the looks. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the next day, the divas walk into the workroom, and there's a message on the mirror that says, meet us in the ladies' ladies room. room. And they go into the bathroom. and And who is waiting for the dolls? But Tyra had a cigarette and taken a time. Um, well, Raja and Don't Tyra slap me because I'm not, not in, the, in mood. the mood. Oh my god, that that actually applies to this scene because they oh, slap yeah. the. They do slap each other. Oh wow! I think this is this ladies' room thing. They were trying to push through the whole season four. They would like we would talk about something, and be like, "Do you want to talk about that in the ladies' room with someone today?" It's like, no, we have shit to do in the workroom. I'm not going to sit in a fake bathroom. I can't even suck a dick in. <laughs> like, why are there urinals here if it's not to hold my drink while I suck dick? Like, it was used in some of the skits. I. It's just you know what was used in some of the skits. A... Never mind. Your acting talents. No. Your Emmy nominated acting talents. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and the the divas go in, and Tyra and Raja are there. I just uh, they have a little consultation with each of the girls and like a uh, rehearsal. But Raja's look is: can we just like give it a salute? Salute. Motorcycle Josephine Baker meets Angeline. Her her ability to style is just impeccable. She it was like a motorcycle jacket with a huge ball skirt, a bra, fucking hair, and just like in a pageant necklace and a nude bra, perfectly matched to her skin. Really, really, just Perfect. excellent. And Tyra, Tyra looked, looked like great too. Rihanna times ten when Rihanna was doing the red hair, she looked right. beautiful. Yeah. No notes, L- fun little flirty black party girl dresses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. LBDs. Um, I think that though the lunches are a little heavy this year, they, they get the underscoring with the violin on all three of them with the whole like, well, yeah. how did that make you feel? 
And Rue yes. is going in. This doesn't feel like it's she it's is. meant to get the entertainment aspect of the show. This is the let me poke at your heart and see if I can get you to cry part of the show. Well, I mean, and, that's a very that's like a jaded way of looking at it. Yeah. I think Hello, I, I'm Jade. Get her Jade. I, what about <laughs> you? She was Jade. trying to fuck up your relationship. She was saying, Well, what not what, at all. She said, What's this, this gonna do? Put the strain on your relationship with Alaska? I was actually very impressed with how RuPaul conducted each of these interviews because it was it was a con- it was a casual conversation, but it was sort of like until the underscore started. Like, what is your story? What is your overall story here that can connect to anybody at home watching? RuPaul has a great way of doing that. She has those fucking huge eyes. She looks sickening sitting there lit at the table and just like listening and and drawing tears out of you she she got she got all the dolls to cry didn't she i think almost if not at least like sharon broke down once she got back into the room and she hugged chad because i'm sure it was a lot for everybody i just i just see it as a chance for them to get the last little bit of story out that they didn't get out before because these questions are written down rupaul does come across as caring so I think she should have been nominated this year for an acting Emmy. Um, uh, you know, it's, well, and the way she talks to Fifi, you can just already tell Fifi's not going to win. Like you, you're a you're a fighter. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... my favorite thing from the Tic Tac lunches is RuPaul saying the words, "I'm Alaska." Oh yeah. What Talk would you to say me. to me? What would you say to me? I'm Alaska. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it very. I saw much. that too. How did you? And you felt good when you saw that on TV? Acknowledged? Well, seen? yes, of course. And I mean, these were conversations that we had already had, and and it was a a big struggle for me, you know, uh, not getting on the show, uh, and my partner at the time did. That was very very difficult for me. And she took but, your course. She did. But eventually, you know, I got over it. And, you know, that 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 was important to just be like to be like supportive in that moment. Well, I like the part where all the girls get hit and punched and kicked. That part is a favorite of mine. But we can talk about that when we come back, maybe, because uh, this little break is going to be needed. Don't slap me because I'm not Not in the mood. mood. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.
Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The Factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My taste buds had a party exactly really good really easy to make loved it not a lot of cleanup because factor meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping the cooking and cleaning up simply heat and savor the good stuff and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need and then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle get chef prepared meals on the table in two minutes with factors ready to eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 drag 50. and use code drag50 drag 50. to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code drag50 50. at factormeals.com slash Drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. So we're back, and you know what? This acting skit, uh, directed by Matthew Anderson, there's a when, lot of fun stuff in here. My favorite part is when RuPaul goes off book and she said, That wrench came real close to this face (laughs) because you see it fly through the frame. I had to swing a shovel at somebody on a TV show and I swung it while the actor was there and I was never supposed to do that and I didn't mean to, but like I felt so bad. Was it Leah Michelle? No, it was, um, (laughs) it was an actor named Brian. He was in Torch Song Trilogy, the original on Broadway, but he was replaced when it went to the movie. He was a Nazi on Nip Tuck that uh, tried to kill me and cast me. Um, so friendly, but like when I swung this shovel, it was the same thing. Like just seeing the look of real fear on someone's eyes who doesn't think like they're going to be threatened. Like seeing that hammer fly at Rue, I got afraid for Fifi's life because if that had hit Rue, <laughs> it would have been over. Like girl, it would not have been a good day <laughs> if that oh. went awry. But luckily, that didn't. Or even happen. a pumpernickel. Uh, <laughs> the uh the- shut up shut I, up i have to give you don't even wear a wig <laughs> i, I have jokes though uh, she's got jokes leave meeting i'll get where where are the jokes they're right here um uh rupaul's look is outstanding oh my god that little turquoise earring and the hair everything about this hair it feels like the the video message hair from the next season it's like classic rue like but it has like black streaks like almost like black horns on each side because she's playing a villain oh the acting scene one i thought we were talking about the tic-tac hair the tic-tac hair is pretty too oh yeah she she changed hats all fucking day 
And she got in drag two days in a row, it looks like. Because and that yellow polka dot one? Yeah, the next day for runway with that hair. That was three yeah. different wigs in 24 hours. Yeah. That's, but, they, they were working overtime in the hair department. Matthew what's did your, a really, really great job. What's your favorite part about the acting scene? You've done these acting scenes. I've never gotten to this point in the competition, so... My very, it's okay. You've acted on other sets. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, my favorite part of this was Matthew telling Fifi that she was acting like um, Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz on crack. <laughs> so concise. <laughs> like, it gives you exactly a mental image of what it is. It's like, and then it was a super cut of Fifi being like, what happened to that girl from the Brewster Project? She was doing the same thing that she did in the jail challenge in the Mr. Peanut outfit. Yeah, her like ingenue voice. That's what she does when she acts but doesn't wear blonde hair. I never wear blonde hair. <laughs> now, we make these jokes, but Fifi's fine. Uh, don't be an asshole to her, please. Um Oh, yeah. And we'll talk about that on the reunion because I yeah. have things to say. Can we talk about this runway? Because this is one of my favorite looks yeah. ever of RuPaul. This yellow polka dot dress with like the so nice. the draped hip along with the millinery. That millinery is everything. Yes. Just really great. They She always turns it out for the, for the finale. But episode. this is mother. This is mother. Yeah. The finale episode is... Well, the... The reunion episode is even better. That's where like she's in red and it's like a dotted red net fabric and it moves like the, But this yellow is equally everything. Um, really gorgeous um, styling with the hair and the small earring as well. And now the girls uh, walk the runway and we get to see what they have left in their suitcases. <laughs> Do you think the girls were told to put on an outfit you could perform in because Phoebe's in a dance costume. Yes. Chad's in something that he can move in. And Sharon's probably in whatever didn't smell the worst. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they were anticipating giving a full out performance to the song. And mm. so they weren't going, I'm going to put on a crowning outfit. I'm going to put on a fucking performing outfit because I got to go turn it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't crown and gown. Tuck and buck. So let's talk about Chad's look. Um, it's her power costume, Versace buckles, belt, mm-hmm. strappy, sexy. Fringe. I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. I don't. I. I. I see. I see nothing that I would change about it. Are you offended by false Versace? Do you think it's real or false? Um, I can't read if it's spelled Versace or Versace. Um, but we're <laughs> there's dra- a Y we're- in it. Girl, we're drag queens. I don't care if it's fake. She looks great. It's well made and um it's gold and shiny. What and fringe. There's nothing wrong with this. She looks great. Fake and it till you make it. And I wore I wore fake stuff on the runway too. And I said it was real. My some of my lubes. Your were tits don't fake. count. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> At least I got on that season. Um so Sharon is in a little gray, it looks like cum rag of some sort, with a bodysuit that she fished out from under the bed and some squid fingers, some calamari, which is lovely. This, I can tell, she had run out of clothes. But I, she looks great. I like, honestly, honestly this, the makeup? This was not, I can tell you for a fact, this 
these garments she's wearing were must have been provided for one of the challenges and she snatched them and wore them because she didn't own these ahead of time. She had run out of clothes, so she put on the fucking mini dress from the rack with the fucking pantyhose they gave you for the makeover of the dads and and the octopus fingers. And said, let's go for it. Accessories can make or break an outfit, as this proves. Because without the fingers, it wouldn't have tied it all together, I don't think. you know, It and would not have been good at all without yeah. the fingers. Accessories make an outfit. If you're, if you're in drag and you don't have something on, go home. Or if you're already at home, uh, turn off this podcast. You're not allowed. <laughs> and fun fact about this hair that she's wearing. I actually used that hair in my um, hair for the final um, three episode on season five. Oh, cool. What's the fun part? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, shady bitch. Shady bitch. Uh, so Fifi is in a, a, a Texas girl dance costume. It's pink leopard. It's got, she, it looks <laughs> yes. like she's got a Mufasa in the hair made out of 17 ponytails, a little bow, a dance boot, and a little belt to nip it all in. She looks great. This is the Babylon music video leaked. It's Literally. here. This is it. It's like cave cave woman, kind of sexy, modern. But Pebbles goes hooking. Pebbles in Pebbles on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> she leaves pole pebbles. Yeah. She looks really beautiful. Um. So then we get to see the acting skit and the music video for Glamazon. And what a treat to see this. This is um, green screen at its finest. It uses all the guest judge and former contestants. What what day did they shoot that on? What They shot it all on the um, infomercial day from the looks of it. Yeah, inf- infomercial, not PSA. We shot it on the PS the infomercial day. So they have me in that dumb hair, Shaka Khan hair with that red dress. Um, but Through they also the have- <laughs> No, that week looks like it's been through a fire, bitch. <laughs> No charges were brought. Calm down. Um, but we get to see all the guest judges killed from throughout the season. And it's a cool concept for a video. It's low budge and and it looks great. Good colors. The acting scene at the beginning seems a little indulgent and a little long. It's like a full like two and a half minute sketch that they have to cut in the middle for a commercial. Right. They had to fill out the time on this episode. Well, they didn't have to I, take up my th- time. <laughs> My time is expensive, honey. So, so you, you don't, need you don't want cherry pie. You need to hit it. <laughs> and, and Would you seems, like to buy some cherry, cherry pie? pie? It just seems a little forced. Like, oh, and then the yeah. spray is going to turn you large. Like, girl, uh, don't, don't tell cute. me. Show me. Show I, me, RuPaul. I like RuPaul playing like a satanic, psychotic villain. So against hell. type. <laughs> I, I like it. She leads into it. Yeah, uh, she nice does to a see great her job. <laughs> right yeah. now, for this time, they uh, they're breaking all the rules and they're having the divas do a three way lip sync. This has never happened before. Um, um, I, we don't know if the stage can maintain structural integrity for all the, during all that fierceness. All that RuPaul, talent. you can't. You're Who's mad. The- Quick, run to the top of the runway to determine who wins. (laughs) Well, can I tell you something about the next episode, the reunion? Before I come out on stage, before my introduction, they show a full stage shot, and I'm sitting there perfectly poised. 
looking the opposite, <laughs> looking the opposite way of all the other girls. Because my favorite thing, and this is a little Easter egg in season four for me. If you watch it through again, every time I win or they cut to me, I'm totally still. I make no reaction because I wanted to fuck with them on purpose. When my sitcom team won, I'm totally still on stage. Everybody's clapping. <laughs> when I won, psycho. I am. I'm a psycho. <laughs> when I won for the mini challenge with Laqueer with blue paint on my face, everybody clapped. I'm totally still. When I did the Rupologize thing, I was totally still after. I was giving them no options to cut to me or around me. That's what you have to do on a reality show. And if you look through more on the boat one, the boat one, I I smiled because I knew I won because Fifi, they had already told her she didn't win. Um, but like, I like to fuck with people like that. And it's an Easter egg. Go back and look through. You can find now, it. If you... Now I want to go rewatch. Now I want someone to make a super cut of all the times that everyone else is. Oh, yay! And you're I just. I gave Nooch. Nooch. <laughs> Everybody's looking at RuPaul on the reunion and who's ever talking. And I'm looking the other way out to the audience, just smiling. <laughs> you're such a monster. Yeah. Even when I Sharon won, that. I wasn't looking at her. <laughs> I'm looking at her. Hate it, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, the the divas lip sync to Glamazon by RuPaul. I mean, fun this song. Was, yes, it is. And this was a moment where everyone just really showed their personality. Uh, Fifi was given a good Texas eight count. Yo, I mean, she hit the floor too soon, though. That floor work was a little uh, uh, projunctive. Pre- um, presumptive? No. Preemptive. Premature. Premature. Prima, uh huh. That's the word. Prima donna girl. Prima donna. Premature <laughs> girl. Yeah. She went down on the floor she way too soon. Where's she gonna go? Get up. <laughs> um, this is the first time that RuPaul has ever said the winner is going to be announced, and they're going to take into account the audiences. Uh, like Oof. thoughts on it, and the other judges. There. This is the first year that it went. Hello, social media. We are going to make you our bitch. Yeah. This was, I mean, this really got the gals I like it. I like it because they basically said social media ruined our finale for season three. So for season four, we're going to harness it. We know you're out there anyway. We're going to tell you to tweet. We're going to tell you to hit us up and tell us which team you like. You know, all that. Exactly. A lot of things happened uh, when when season four came around. I think the budget started to look a little bit bigger. Like they definitely threw more money at the promo. Like your guys's promo was shot like a film. Like it was really, really great. It was beautiful. Um, And yeah, they they do this sort of live uh, event for the reunion, which is very exciting and had never happened before. And the girls, apparently the, the story goes that after RuPaul says, you'll find out next week. Apparently Fifi was like, Oh, okay. So we'll, we're going to find out next week. And they were like, no, it's going to be like next year because it's the next <laughs> episode. Not, not actually next week. Oh so my she, God. <laughs> so she was like plucked Zilla because you think you're going to find out and know what happened. But like you said, the the internet or Perez Hilton or somebody leaked the winner of season three very prematurely. Yeah. And everybody knew. It was no surprise. So RuPaul said, uh-uh. that's not going to happen on That's tonight, not gossip. Honey. Uh, hot gossip. So this big uh, reunion extravaganza at the El Portal in North Hollywood Theater, uh, when we showed up to film, there were five mirrors for 13 girls to get ready. 
And it started Is that a down. mini challenge? <laughs> Honestly, it went downhill from there. Like it was tough getting water, getting food that day. We couldn't find sinks with hot water to shave. They wanted us to go in the lobby bathroom to shave because they didn't want us to bother Michelle Visage in her dressing room. Eventually, Michelle was nice enough to let us in after like a couple of us texted her and we're like, can we use your sink, please? We have like three hours to get ready at this point, you know? It was it was a difficult day, but I feel like it was one of my best episodes. That's yes, and that's why I'm really glad we've we've gotten to this episode because you really are you're the you're the starlet of stage and screen in this episode. <laughs> that's up. for sure. But it's true. But okay, that I'm not that, in this production number. That's for sure that they made all the girls do when they when they called to do my interview prep for this episode. They were like, so we're gonna have this segment. And we're gonna do the what did Willem do? We're gonna. You know, uh, we're going to do a little talk through before. So we're all on the same page. It was that conversation. And then they said something about a dance n- production number. And I preemptively said, I don't really want to do any production numbers. And they're like, oh, well, we, were, we weren't thinking of having you in that anyway. And I was like, oh, OK. So they planned <laughs> this and they they only helped me with my master plan, kind of. Like, it was crazy how it all worked out so well. But I'm not an evil genius. I did plan the disqualification, but everything else that they built up around me, they just took advantage of that. It's good. It really worked. And let's talk more about it right after this break. Okay. More about me? Sure. (laughs) We are back live from the El Portal (laughs) Portal Theater. Theater in gorgeous North Hollywood, which is not North Hollywood. It's like it's Hollywood and then the Val- Studio City and then North Hollywood. It's not North Hollywood. I don't know who chose to call it that. This is the Willem Belli Extravaganza featuring RuPaul and Alaska Thunderfuck. <laughs> with a special guest appearance from Charo. A lot of stuff. <laughs> this was I was there. I was I was in the audience that night and it was it was very very exciting to me. It was electric. I remember seeing RuPaul in in person uh, on the stage and just being in awe of how stunning she looked. Because you, you sometimes think, well, it's a lot of cameras and lighting and filters. No, she really, and she's the bones. stunning. The uh, bones that Matthew built on, I mean, like, beautiful. Yes, and also Matthew's artistry and that the hair? garments. The, the dress? whole thing. The brooch? Just the little brooch right at the teat. Like the showing yeah. like this is my good titty. Look at this one. One of you those know? Nova earrings right oh, on the breast. Gorgeous. Yes. So gorgeous. This red gown is a moment. When they told us that they wanted us in uh black for yeah. um I remember Dita being mad because she's like, I've been stoned in this leopard skirt. I'm wearing leopard. I don't like they're trying to tell me two days before what I can wear. And I was like, Dita, wear whatever you want. What are they not gonna let you win or something? And she went, Oh, you're right. Um, it was literally that conversation. And then she, I was like, don't tell him what you're wearing. Fuck it, Dita. And um, the, it was it was it was a learning experience for everybody, that reunion, because it was the first of its kind. But um, did yeah, you, there were so many people in the audience. Derek Barry was in the audience. You were pork chop. <laughs> Raja was in that plaid outfit. I saw Morgan. Uh, was mm-hmm. was that uh, Sonique? Venus Delight was there. Sonique was there. Venus. Everybody was there. Yes, it was a really exciting moment. I mean, it was the first time. I mean, 
now you know now the reunions i'm like it's too long oh i'll just watch it on tv but like i it was a dream come true to be in that room you got there one way or another uh, right, exactly. Now, that room in the wide shot, though, has many empty seats, if you look at it in the beginning. <laughs> There's so many empty seats because they kept them open for some reason. It was not filled. <laughs> it looked it looked shoddily attended. <laughs> I brought several busloads of people. Yes, they'll be showing up soon. That's from AJ and the Queens. One of the side, <laughs> side plots. Um, okay. I love vintage television. I do, too. <laughs> Those one-season de- gems that never got a second chance. <laughs> the girls all look really, really great in their black looks. Mm-hmm. I love this opening production number. They, they each get their own walk down the runway. Standouts for me are uh, Kenya Michaels, who mm-hmm. just like, just so stunning. So Gorge. sickening. Uh, my standout was uh, kind of the princess because I loved her aesthetic in it. Just this like... Punk, the mohawk. Like, it gave it gave me uh, Mad Max Furiosa's friend. Like she would definitely be yeah. in that like uh, that tank with Charlize or something. She looked she right. looked cool. Really great garment as well. And yeah. the the girl the the final three come out in a gold look to come down the stairs for their first look. Mm-hmm. Um, I Fifi mean, he did like that neon hitch look. Chad did uh, a um, gorgeous something and. Uh, Sharon was a beer mug from Party City, right? She was because it was like very last minute that um, they were given the color specs. We were told two days before, literally two or three. Yeah. And so uh, she she didn't have anything. And so she went to a novelty store and got that beer costume because beer is gold. Um, RuPaul speaks through... uh, some oh, speaks with some of the girls. Um, yeah. The first group of divas are the first four girls that went home. Elisa Summers has this great little line that she says to Jiggly, like, well, if I was wearing sneakers, I could have turned it out too for the mm. Born This Way lip sync. But like, <laughs> I just think in my mind, that's like, well, take your shoes off. Maybe she was in a booth though and it was hard. I don't remember. Well. LaShawn doesn't even get her own little like moment in this reunion, her question is lumped in with Princess's question. She answers maybe like a full sentence and then it just goes straight to Princess, who says something which I didn't remember hearing backstage. Um, yeah. But Princess we were sharing says, a dressing room. She's the one that convinced me to put on two wigs instead of one. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Princess said, if I was more of a character like Willem, I probably could have stayed longer and showed more of what I can do on the runway. And honestly, after I left, the runway was pretty lame. That's what she said. <laughs> she went there. And I'm Damn. glad that she did because we all thought she should have stayed more. And I remember yeah. I remember literally having a conversation with her at the mirror telling her, like, you need to show them something, like, that they don't have. And, like, it was one of those things that was, like, when Bianca was telling Courtney, like, we need to do this for the camera type of thing. Like, and Courtney just didn't play along sometimes or it was right. very that. It, it felt very that to me. Um, but, like, I, I love Princess. We're still friends. And we kiki every time I'm in Nashville. And She's her and, cool her as fuck. Play is doing online drag shows. Her and Dee Dee were on it last night. Oh, work. Um, yeah, so support, support the dolls if you can. Uh, Definitely. Um, Madame Laqueer, I actually really like the moment she has with the reading is fundamental. 
Um, uh, she gets to to try out a read. She puts on the sunglasses, gets a huge laugh from the audience, and she says, Jiggly, where are your teeth? Oh, I know, hanging out with your good taste. And then, <laughs> bitch, Jiggly gets her right back without even missing a suck on that lollipop. She just starts being a pointer sister and pointing. Because that's me, all the queer did. Me, she does, me. she didn't even miss a beat. Jiggly's just like, you ain't gonna bother my snack, bitch. And Jiggly was painted. Oh, wait. So the pointing back and forth, that was making fun of something that yes. Laqueer did? Oh, it was making okay. fun of Laqueer being a pointer sister. Well, I don't want to take it anymore. anymore. I'll just sit here locked behind the door. Ru- RuPaul <laughs> talks to... That's my track. I'm Ruth. I'm the deep-voiced one. And I'm it's the- hard to say... Uh, I'll hit the bridge. I'm Ruth Boyder. It's totally automatic. <laughs> um. uh, now, RuPaul talks to the next batch of queens. Oh, her thing to Milan where she says, you've done something different with your hair. Oh, Don't wait, you- you're wearing uh- it. <laughs> Why don't we flip our wigs right now? You first. No, you. Not you. The no, Milan's me. like, wait, really? Sure, and sure. RuPaul's like, no. No, bitch. <laughs> do you know how? Do you know what's going on under here? There's the levers and pulleys. It's a simple machine. <laughs> uh, like um, flying buttresses. <laughs> uh, Scaffolding. I would love to see Milan as a lip sync assassin or. Uh, an all-star because you know she's a talented motherfucker and they talk about her on um the chop this week uh yeah? because milan did a song called miss cleo miss cleo miss miss, miss i cleo. don't think you really, you really know. know miss cleo you called me for my free reading but nothing about it was free because i waited a long ass time before you talked to me you said that she was number one you said you was the best I know all that song. I used to do that song. And when I got to Drag Race and found out Milan was Miss Cleo, like the third or fourth episode, I think it was after the wrestling it's... one. I was floored. I'm like, girl, I've made so much money off of doing your song. I That's when, <laughs> that's when her and I kind of clicked. Yeah. I was She's oh, very, Lord. very funny and very talented. And I actually, I really liked her, uh, her interview with Rue. Me too. You only have a very short window of time. To make but it impression. left you with a good taste in your mouth of Milan. Yeah, yeah, and yeah you, definitely. You, you kind of want more. Um, and speaking of like <laughs> interview portion, Jiggly Caliente really it is so natural, so relaxed, so like charismatic, just naturally. I love this moment. Yeah, everybody loves Jiggly, and she talks about getting her sewing classes on. Yeah. Very San Tropez. Her brother used his tax return money. The audience loves Jiggly. They are eating her they up. They do. Yes. Then the audience and also so. totally so the audience also has uh, Dita's mom in it. And there's a yeah. special, really special video message from home where her dad's like yelling in the background, like, hi. And um, <laughs> Dita has a chance to thank RuPaul for bringing uh, households together, especially religious ones. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 a really nice moment to see that the show can be effective in relationships like that. Yeah. And I think it. I mean, I think it's definitely true because. My family, my, I mean, didn't know what I was doing, like, with, like, what is drag? Like, they had no frame of reference. And so watching Drag Race does kind of help illuminate what the, like, culture of drag is and what the art form is. I mean, and I think it does, it's very helpful for that. Everybody at airports is always asked, like, what do you do when you go into the country? And when I say I'm a drag queen, they're like, what's that? What do you exactly. what does that mean? I'm like, well, I basically do everything a celebrity does, but better and funnier. 
Wow. You know, like we do. We do everything a celebrity does, but better. Drag queens are always better than like anybody. I, uh, when they ask me that, I, I say I dress up like a lady and sing songs. <laughs> now, Kenya, uh, they, this, I mean, the constant like language barrier thing is, is a little tiresome, but it's, but it was it's really, there. It's really just a setup for this Charo appearance, which I thought was actually really funny. And Charo um, has a reveal, and those bastards cut away from it. They cut away from the reveal. Charo had a reveal? She did. Her skirt Tell went... me more, Intel. Mm-hmm. Her skirt Intel went... me more. <laughs> Intel me more. <laughs> Charo was seen on stage at the El Portal in North Hollywood last night. She had a horsehair ruffled reveal skirt, which was then cut away to reveal a beaded dance costume underneath. The the Are bodice you was the bodice was hers, but there was a tearaway skirt. Like I was there. Thing. It was a little fluted one. Well then I'm really ashamed that you didn't pick up on these details. <laughs> um girl, but, I don't know what no, I don't remember that, but work. Um yeah, she had a reveal and they cut away. But she did teach everyone how to coochie coochie out to the, the break. Do you know um do you know Charo's favorite fashion designer? Bob Mackie? Gucci Gucci. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't all be winners. Gucci Gucci. Uh, but we'll get to season five soon enough. Now, um. they said, listen, a queen was disqualified from the competition, and there has never been a more controversial queen. Mm-hmm. To set this record straight about Willem, tune in to RuPaul's Drag U on Logo. Just kidding. Here she is. Willem carried in by the big Kicking now, and screaming, they bring her back. If you're if you'll notice, my I'm kicking and screaming and we're acting like I didn't want to be there, but in actuality, what had happened was they said, okay, you're walking in with the pit crew, so we need, uh, please hand over your Louboutins. And I said, what? And they said, you're with the pit crew. You're not allowed to wear shoes anymore. And I said, that's disgusting. <laughs> we're in a workplace. I'm calling OSHA. Oh and they're like, take off your shoes. You're and then they dragged me on stage. And like, I had to, uh, just getting the shoes back on. <laughs> I, it, I didn't You look really um, stunning. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, when they told me I had to wear black, I was like, I'm wearing clear. And they were like, what? What does clear mean? And I'm like, well, there's black on it. So, okay, it's fine. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, you don't really have black in your color theory. I don't. But the, uni- the unicorn and the stars were black. So I considered yeah. that like my black. I um, like but- that interpretation. I love that dress. Your you. Uh, your was- makeup looked great. Who painted you? <laughs> Just kidding. That was, I painted me, painted but I, I also painted like a full dark lid because the lighting was so bad in the dressing room that me and Princess were in that I couldn't, you know, when the lighting is only from above and no matter what you do, you look like the front of that night at the Opera Queen album where everybody's like looking up kind of yes, like four men. That's rough. the lighting they gave us. Ooh. So for that room. And that was... The room that Princess and I squeezed into because we couldn't fit in the main room with the four mirrors. So yeah. there was another one with two and bad lighting. But we did it. So my makeup was a little different. I used color spray because there was no chance of contouring like in bad light. It was it was a very difficult situation, but I'm glad I made the best of it. And I looked fucking great. 
Yeah, um, you look beautiful. I I loved your hair too, just stacked on stacked on stacked. That was the princess. I give all credit to her because I brought in two wigs because I didn't know what to wear, and she said, "Oh, double stack." And I went, "You can do that." Can you? Do that? do that my dear <laughs> sweet child it's what i do, do it's what i live, live for. for to stack unfortunate wigs <laughs> like the one you have on they were human you cunt um they were not unfortunate um oh. what was unfortunate is we didn't get to tell the real story of what actually i did on the show but i've since done it on twitter and everywhere else and we why agreed don't to- we why don't we reveal that Right after this break. Oh. Cool. What did Did Willem Willem do? do? What did Willem Willem do? do? What did? <laughs> How many? Wh- why did she make you say it three times? Uh, it's like red rum, right? It's like you had to summon yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, to you appear. had to summon it. Oh, it. Okay, <laughs> I see you. Um, <laughs> so you made up some cockamamie story about your, I didn't. I did not make it up. I did not. In. You didn't I, make it up. Who I made did not it make up? up this cockamamie Agatha story. Agatha Christie. No, the people. The people Sydney in the room. Sheldon. No, Danny Michael Crichton. <laughs> um, the people that were in the room, John that- Grisham. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> the people that came up with this story that were in the room were Tom Campbell, uh, Chris McKim, mm. Stephen was not there, the producer I slept with, um, oh and RuPaul was not there. There, I think Mish might have been in there too. Um, but they came okay. up. They they knew it. Everything that I had done, they knew that um, my husband had dropped off a couple things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so they went with the oh, okay conjugal visit things, and I I went along with it because I knew it was the easiest way to possibly work with them in the future. I had already done drag you. I was trying to play ball with them. Yeah. Um, and it, telling the real stuff would have made everybody look bad at the time. And I wasn't trying to do that. I was trying to use this opportunity to the fullest of my advantage. And I think I got to do it by playing along a little bit and nobody believed it. They all, you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Do I regret lying? No, it's a reality show and not everything is true. It was, yeah, you were playing a character and it, it is a concise way of like telling the story because what actually happened is more complicated. Yeah, so, and it and it doesn't make anybody look good, including me. It makes me look like uh, like a thorn in everybody's side unnecessarily because you know even when you do complain and it's true, it's still sometimes a negative in people's mind about you. Even though I was complaining for like fair treatment of people and just like right. better things in general, but um, I don't regret any of it. And I'm very happy I got to like make the audience laugh a couple more times when I gave RuPaul that sticker. Like, well, I. Uh... I really think that you had what it takes to go all the way. See, the, the sticker thing was supposed to be the last thing. And then she added in that question. And I was like, well, this what? wasn't this was going off script, darling. What were you going to did you have a joke planned that was going to be flippant that you well, didn't say? No, that wasn't in there originally because there were like three talking points that they gave me. And that Somebody's wasn't one of them. The last bit was literally about the um 
the do you have anything to promote? Because mm-hmm. I said the thing about the trouble mix because the guy that wrote that song was in the audience, Tom, because he wrote RuPaul's <laughs> Red Hot and a bunch of her albums. So like it was L.A. It was a family affair for me and I had hometown advantage. So I felt very strong yeah. in the room. But yeah. when she when she asked me that, I knew that I was probably going to be on All Stars. So I was like, let's play ball. And then they took that away. So whatever. It's fine. Um, yes. But the next section is really fun because we get Latrice Royale. And she basically, I, I realize she has this the saying about like, when you fall, you need to get up, look sickening and eat it. Mm-hmm. I basically did the reverse of it on my last episode. I fell to my knees, got sick, and then <laughs> got up and made them eat and it. And threw up. Yeah. And you made Chanel clean it up. I didn't make her. I cleaned it up myself. She just stood there and held my wig. But seeing Latrice. If you're standing up, up you need you to are. fall on the ground, throw it up, and make <laughs> Chanel Perillo clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> or you're not doing drag. Not the five G's, but the five H's. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lovely, I mean, Latrice Royale is, she continues to be a legendary hero. And this was a really nice moment. And she gets crowned Miss Congeniality. 10,000 ducats. Maybe I'm jumping ahead, but. That's fine. No, no, no. I think, I think we Spoilies. all know that she, that she is the Miss Congeniality. And um, she gets to read a letter about a fan uh, whose daughter learned how to be fierce from Latrice. And it's really sweet. I yeah. remember hearing it and going, why aren't the cameras on me? <laughs> You're an asshole. It was a very inspiring moment. And you can always, I mean, you can always look to Latrice for an inspiring moment. We totally. Love you, can, you can also listen to her on The Clap with Manila Luzon. <laughs> it's The Chop, not The Clap. Take two. You can also listen to her on The Chop with Manila Luzon, presented by The Dog of Forever. <laughs> Did you just go to the clinic? Is that what's on your mind? <laughs> <laughs> Even if you get, you the, get clap, the clap, 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 clap. <laughs> uh, now, this is a fun moment. The uh, the final three girls come back in their final. Shut look, it so- down up in the back. <laughs> so they've been, they've been backstage getting judged back there Zhuzhed. for a second. Ooh, oh my God, this Chad gown for their final looks that yeah. comes out. It's a reproduction yeah. of the Charlize Theron gold gown that she wore in the original J'adore ad. It's like this gorgeous Charlize Theron, but gold. This is in pewter and in um, pewter and steel tones. <laughs> um, really nice. Yeah. What was Burnett your favorite? Hair. What was your favorite uh, final three look? Um, uh, I mean, they all looked, I think they all looked really great. Um, they, they were sort of, it sort of felt like, um, Chad and, uh, Chad and Sharon were, um, going to the same event and Fifi was kind of going to like working the door or something. She, I mean, <laughs> no, what? She was in, hey, she like you're had saying her- that to insult her yet. I worked the door for a decade. So did I. Thank I'm just you. saying. I think gown for this event, gown. not 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 uh, not pan- legs out, not like... panty that doesn't match the corset, which has stuff falling off of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I guess I those I... were facts. See, I wasn't saying sit at the door, bitch. <laughs> Put on wristbands. He- okay. <laughs> I... Listen, I love Fifi O'Hara, and oh, we're listening. 
And I'm I'm ready to speak about that in just a moment. But as far as these specific looks go, um, I give a huge salute to Chad's garment by, by Adam, her partner. She really looked, and you could tell she really felt really gorgeous. gorgeous. Uh, and Sharon's dress up close is really a, a great piece of work. I believe it's Jeffrey Mack who did it, who recently Isn't the green, won. like, kind of metallic? Oh, Project Runway, yeah. Yeah. It was stoned, which, huh. I mean, we didn't, you know, back then, I I, I didn't know what a rhinestone was. Back then, there was usually one thing stoned in the Needles Thunderfuck <laughs> house, and it wasn't a dress. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they all looked they all looked gorgeous. Um, there's a a bit about Sharon and Fifi's fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifi says, "You know, I love and respect her." <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, oh my god! And then they cut to you. They cut to you in the audience. Well, I wasn't I wasn't counting, but I did get several seconds on screen. <laughs> I mean, there was there was and the Chiron okay. with my name. Oh, so famous. Destroyed by fame. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that like the cutaways in the audience help tell a story of what you're supposed to feel. And one of the times I felt kind of like fucked over by World of Wonder was when I was on stage talking to RuPaul and they cut away to this random older guy in the audience like he was my husband when I was talking about my husband. <laughs> It, yes, yes, and you can and you can check this out. I don't know this man. I have no idea who he was. And the reason they cut away to that is because it was in the 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 shot script that they had planned already. Because they just assumed my husband would come to this taping because he lived in L.A. They never asked. But when someone said something about where's uh, is he bringing a plus one, I'm like, he's not coming to this because he wasn't going to sit there and watch me lie to people. And he's like, I'm not going. He, like he's he's a lawyer. He has a real job. He's not going to come play on the Crossy Show. Especially what, about what if you met the guy they cut to on the camera? What if you met him in real life and actually got married to him someday? That That'd wouldn't happen. Crazy. I'm already married. Okay, All right. <laughs> fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this anyway, this, this bullshit moment that I that I coughed in the Sharon and Fifi discussion was just one of those things again where like the cameras weren't on me. And I was like, if they're going to be taping this bullshit lies that these girls are spewing, trying to make nice for the cameras when they don't even know how to sit right on a chair, the camera is going to come back to me and I'm going to say some truth. I'm not going to waste all my friends' time in the audience. So at that point, I was pulling snacks out of my wig and passing them to girls. I had fruit snacks. Do you remember that at all? So you were pulling focus? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I was. It was hometown advantage. I was trying to give literally when I walked off stage after the reunion, Tom Campbell grabbed me, looked me in the eyes and hugged me and said, thank you. That was good TV. I was like, no problem. Wait, no, no, no. It wasn't wasn't Tom Campbell. It was um, fuck, fuck, fuck. It was the producer they brought in specifically for the reunion that was in the room with me when we did the, the story decision thing beforehand. It wasn't Tom Campbell. Well, it definitely was good TV. You got you got the biggest laughs of the night, definitely, with bullshit. And when was She Had a Phone? She Had a Phone was in um, Untucked number eight, I think. Oh, really? It was on Untucked? Wait, I thought it was I, on The Reunion. Did I say it on The Reunion? I I don't know why I always remembered it as being on the reunion, but I know I know I said it somewhere for sure. She had a phone. <laughs> I th- I think it's in Untucked when they're talking about like all the stuff that I was doing wrong or something, 
And then because it's something about dirty laundry. And then I'm like, oh well, she had God. a phone because she did. Two people bought phones at the mall across the street from the hotel. <gasps> that is strict. That's breaking the rules. I, I was disqualified floored. all these hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Disqualify I all. lived in the both times I lived in that hotel without a single contact with the outside world. Well, if you would have gotten on the first time like me and your ex, uh, oh my god, you know that would have been alleviated. I'm very sorry. Um, Alaska, so, do you want to read this uh, monologue? Yes, this is a Willem <laughs> says monologue. I'm an egomaniac. Everybody knows that, but. Like, she should be studied down there. It's almost sociopathic, the way she'll tell people it was just a character, I was just playing it up. And then she'll sign autographs. Fuck Willem. Fuck Sharon. It's not cool. And I understand that it's a game. I never retaliated on the show because I didn't care. And indifference is worse than hate. And I'm not going to rupologize for anything I'm doing now. This was a Willem says. (laughs) This is a very, a very nice moment, and you gave RuPaul a a very coinable, bankable word. Yeah, I I thought I said everything I wanted to say and ended it with a joke. But the tea, the tea on that is I used the word "apologize" during the season in the workroom. I remember I said it, and then I was surprised that it didn't make the air. It might have been in. It wasn't in a walk around, but it was somewhere. And then I was like, let me try it again and see if it lands in this room. And it did. <laughs> it did land. And RuPaul yeah. stole it from you. That's fine. It was hers. It was hers to take. And it's too late to apologize. And honestly, it was hers to take because anything that you come up with while in employ or contract of the show is legally theirs. Work. Any characters created, any music created, it's theirs. That's the contract you sign away. Yeah. Which is fine. I did this song, Rupologize, and it was a beautiful video. I got all my friends to be in it. Raja, Alaska, Chanel. I was in it in disguise. So many people. And it was roller skating and Mario Diaz. And it was um, a good way to show, I'm not bitter anymore. Let's just make a pretty video. I yeah. didn't need all stars. Blah, blah, blah. Um, a, a, a very uh, a very nice conversation with Chad. I mean, Chad is a classy gal. She says, you know what? I'm galvanized, I'm focused, and I'm ready to take the crown home tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, see, we see Sharon saying that she came to the show as the underbelly and the outsider art side of drag, and I get hundreds of letters a week, and I never knew that she could reach so many people, basically. Fifi uh, says that things have not gotten any better with her dad, but she is proud of who she is, and her mom is there, and her mom says, you know, I think you were right about telling her she wears too much makeup, but now he looks great, just like me. <laughs> I remember seeing I remember seeing her mom backstage after and um trying to I smiled and said hi and I think I said something like um your son's really talented and she smiled at me and was nice but it was one of those things where I could tell like she mm, knew who you were I know and I was just like sorry about being like a dick to your son but you know um that I before we move on I want to speak to that because I feel like Fifi was really ganged up on on this episode just not not ju- not just by you with the with the Willem speaks thing but uh but by everybody and production and I felt like she handled herself 
in a very composed way. Like she maintained her composure. Yeah, I know that when they the final three were coming out before the curtain was rising, there were there was a point where she had to tip her head back so the tears wouldn't break the waterline because people weren't yeah. cheering, and that was really sad to see. But she also made her bed and she lied in it, and she also lied. So there's lots of things that uh, there's consequences for how she behaved on TV and people feel some sort of way because they watch that and then they see the person in person and want to take it out on them. And it's unfortunate because it was probably a year ago that this was filmed and Fifi was going through a lot at the time. But that's what happens when you sign on for a reality show. You put your life in someone else's hands and let them edit it and then you hope for the best. Yes. And anyone who follows Fifi uh, or her work since the show, you know that she is really dedicated to drag. She's raised so much fucking money for really good causes. Mm -hmm. She's always that girl to like be the first one to put together a fucking benefit. She stood up to shitty promoters. Who haven't yes. paid people. She's she's done a lot of great work. And she does not look like Gene Hackman at the end of the birdcage anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's it sucks because I, being someone who uh, sort of cracked under the pressure of being on a reality show and making an ass out of myself in that You were just trying to get verified on PayPal. <laughs> no. No, but like I have compassion for that because I know that you're you're having a a false world created around you by a t- by an entire team of of people you don't even see so it's it's emotional manipulation is what making a show like that is and so we can be certain that she was pushed to deceive and lie and manipulate okay. and yes she went ahead and did it which which maybe she probably shouldn't have, but it wasn't just her. And she even says on the reunion, you know what? I watched that and I'm like, I'm an insane person. And I yeah. know that feeling. So I have compassion for Fifi in this moment. And I I think she fucking really maintained her composure during this because yeah. it was not an easy moment for her. Honestly, though, I, I wasn't trying to attack her for anything that she did on the show at that point. Like, seeing it back and seeing how hateful she was to me in the interviews was one thing. But that was m- almost a year before. I wasn't going to bitch about it. But what I was upset about was her writing things on, like, my picture um, or, no, like, in like the that. autographs. Well, it's it's one thing if we're friends and, like, Sharon draws a mustache right. on me or, like, some girl draws cum on my chin to make it more accurate. But, like, she doesn't know me. And she, by what she was saying off of me on television when I thought we were friends, she doesn't have the right to be kidding around lightly with me. So I wanted to call her out on that and make it stop. And right. it did. Yeah. Um, and the final decision is ruse to make, though. It is. Yeah. Uh, and we get a little check-in with the judges, Michelle, Santino, and Billy B. Wearing that black Trixie hair. <laughs> and I love that Dipper wrote in here, they say nothing of importance. <laughs> you wrote they... that in the outline. And then we hear from Michelle, Santino, and Billy B, who say nothing of importance. Michelle <laughs> is wearing an exposed corset. She and... is. I clocked that, too. <laughs> and she's wearing yeah. green, because this was the... <laughs> This season was the birthplace of the Michelle Visage can't stand green. The Madame Leclerc gown, yeah, for sure. Phenomenon. Um, so th- I, this custom crown designed by Mariana Haratunian. And Haratunian. Haratunian. 
and uh, headline the Logos Drag Race Tour featuring Absolute Vodka and $50 in drink tickets each night. Um, <laughs> cocktails perfected. Alan Chuck dot fuck dot suck travel. Um, uh, and 100 grand. <laughs> yes. The final decision is RuPaul's to make. This was very suspenseful in the room. Now, do you want to... I want to tell what yeah, happened on can, that day. We can actually... We can talk about it. First, they crowned Chad, and then everybody thought Chad won. I didn't even clap because I knew Sharon won at that point. And then they all said, reset. Everybody was surprised, but I didn't even get up. So they didn't Do tell it. the audience. No, no, because that would have ru- that because that would have ruined, I think, the surprise of like yeah. the genuine the genuine reaction because they probably did use genuine reaction shots from that first one. The cameras were facing the audience, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they crowned Sharon, and then they crowned Fifi. And when they crowned Fifi, this big prism paperweight that she had on her corset fell to the ground. And when she bent to pick it up, the crown fell off of her head. And yes. then she looked at them after, like, should we reset? Can we do it again? And Rude yeah. basically just gave a move on thing. Like, we RuPaul knew Paul she- said, No, we're fine. We got it. We knew that. It was definitely not a Fifi win at that point because they didn't have a clean take of her winning. Um, yeah. And we, I, I mean, I knew it was Sharon. I, I mean, okay. But I they just... weren't going to show it until it actually aired on TV. Yes. That's, that's, and that's when Sharon won in that checkerboard Jeff, Jeffrey Mac, Mac witch, witch costume, I think. Right. Which was like, what, like a, two weeks later or something like that. Yeah. We a shot, week or so. we shot the reunion after. Um, we shot the reunion before the um, the video the finale episode aired. Basically, okay. So it was like two weeks. Yeah, and then we went to New York for I think it was the might have been the last week of April. I think it was in April though. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was one of those things where afterwards we all we all knew Sharon we all knew Fifi didn't win, but it was Sharon or Chad. And well, it seems like Rue puts the tiniest tiara. <laughs> Yeah. behind Sharon's Ouija board headpiece, but there's this huge custom crown sitting there too, right? Girl, you they know Rue want... ain't fucking with Bobby Pin. She ain't doing that shit. No, no, and and Raja was probably half in the bag at that point. She couldn't deal with it. And no, yeah. you know what? Raja had gloves on. She couldn't have put that crown on with Bobby Pins and stuff. Yeah, no way. The, yeah. And I mean, they were past, They were putting it on three different people, so they were probably like, this thing is going to get raggedy and full of hair. and like, Pass crazy. around pageant crown. <laughs> Yeah, pass around pageant crowd. I mean, it's better I than remember- this year with Shay. She didn't even get a crown. Well, now they just do the scepter. It's just easier. <laughs> this is wow. Way to I- dumb down drag. It's too hard to I- put the crown it's, on. It's too hard. Here, hold this. It's sparkly. The- <laughs> Fuck that. Give her stick. a crown. Where is Shay's crown? I remember in the moment when we were waiting in suspense, and RuPaul said, "The winner is Chad Michaels." And that was the genuine gig. Like, they didn't tell us they were doing three endings. And I remember my feelings at the moment were, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy. I love Chad. And then I was like, oh, I'm kind of sad because Sharon didn't win. But I have to tell you, even after that night and everything that happened, we still were like, I don't know if we don't we weren't certain that Sharon was going to win there was never at any point where we like yeah she's definitely got this like yeah definitely we we were it was like it was like it's very possible that Chad could win this 
So like that was our mindset at the time. But in the room, the audience reaction Karen. was very, yeah, like was very huge in favor of uh, of Sharon. Um, but we didn't know we didn't know what was gonna happen. I mean, you just went out to Mickey's that night with everybody else, probably. And, uh, right. And and after they did the Chad crowning, RuPaul was like, okay, everybody wait a second. Now I know all of you hoes are shady as fuck. So we're going to film two more endings right now. And that's what they did. Yep, they got it. And Sharon eventually was revealed as the winner and declared, happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. And that's all she wrote on that. Um, now, we have a special little treat here at Race Chaser. We know a few people. We know a few guys. And some of them wear wigs. And uh, one of them is the co-host of um, uh, The Cat with... The um, Crack. The Crack. The Crack with uh, Manila Luzon. And uh, we have a very special Latitudes with, with Latrice. Latrice. It's time for Latitudes with Latrice. Large and in charge, chunky, yet funky. The legend and icon herself, Latrice, motherfucking Royale! Let's talk catchphrases. You were the first girl to, I think, really like solidify actual good catchphrases that people oh, that actually wanted to catch. <laughs> See, that's what makes it a catchphrase. People got to want to catch it. And they caught all of yours. Oh, my God. Eat it. Yeah. Large and in charge. Chunky yet funky. Yeah. Good God, girl, get a grip. The five Gs. Yeah. I mean, those, I see that shirt at almost every, I see at least one Latrice shirt at every gig I go to, especially the five G one. Uh, yeah, that's real. AT and T could never be you. No, they could not. Five Gs, bitch. <laughs> five Gs, girl. Five yeah. Gs. Yeah. When did you start saying um, these things? Are are they have they been mantras for life, or did they come with Latri- with Latrice's baptism and birth? Um, a lot of it's like mantra. Like some of it was like mantras in life, like five Gs. We used to say it in color girl all the time, like. Good God, get a girl, girl. Like five on the flagpole, so you don't yeah, drop it. Like, five Gs, please. No. Well, actually, it was when a girl was cleaning out. When one of the boys was cleaning out, we're like, okay, you're a little bit too much. Five Gs, please. <laughs> <laughs> Still useful. Have you? Did you notice a lot of things change between season four and then when you went to film All Stars one and then All Stars four? Like, has the production grown? Has it changed? Has the uh, has the food gotten better? Well. <laughs> Well, I can tell you from from season four All Stars one, I'm putting that all in um, one lump sum because they have yeah, they back were to like back, after like, month. Right, yeah, yeah, we did drag you in between and that's yeah, exactly. Um, so compared to that, to going back to the VH1 experience, oh honey, uh-huh. yeah, honey. it's called budget. We had hors d'oeuvres, bitch. They were passing around making. We had we had snacks and things. Yes, girl. Wow, I was quite. Remember, shocked. we had the Frito Lay sample pack. That's all we had, and that was our and some crackers, bitch. That was about it. I think that's great. I think that's great too. So we're gonna go. Uh, please, please watch season four. Follow Latrice Royale on social media. Watch mm. AJ and the Queen. Yeah. Buy her music on iTunes. Please Wait. Yeah. Uh, excuse the beauty. Please thick do. thighs. Yeah. All, All that. Thick thighs. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Thick thighs and oral. 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 Get tested. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go put lipstick on. And now we will reveal who we will be covering next in the world of classique. Oh gosh! Now this took a lot of de- debations and um, not ruminations. really though, because we've done the show in order. 
So it didn't take a lot of ruminations or <laughs> debitations. Um, ruminations just, with RuPaul. Can we talk a little bit about how season four just ran so you guys could stroll? <laughs> well, I think one of the main turning points of season four, of course, was the live finale moment. I mean, Thank that's, you. Thank that you. was a huge change that that they've continued to do and expand and make bigger. Also, I think this was the sort of like they saw how well um, like conflict and drama can play out and mm-hmm. create sort of character arcs that make the stakes higher in the overall thing. Season three, we got a little hint of it with Heathers versus Boogers, but there was, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the Sharon versus Fifi dynamic that w- fueled the whole season. And they I had think. tried, they had tried, I know, to um, get girls who had a previously notated confrontation and issues with each other for the seasons following season four with Alyssa and, or no, they were going right. to have, they were going to have Alyssa on season four, but when she clammed up about the Coco thing or the other way around, I think they were going to have Coco. And then when they asked her in one of the last interviews about like, it was either Alyssa or Coco, they right. said, I don't know that person. And they knew that, they weren't obviously going to play ball on that and they didn't get cast for that season. But like after season four, they went after girls that they knew would bring conflict on purpose. And yes. it's, it's it, that's when you start seeing, you don't start seeing the strings, but you know, they're being pulled because you can see the actions. And uh, it's kind of, season four was the last time it was kind of like really innocent before you had like detox talking into the mic and them like changing lip syncs at the last minute to get girls, you know, like honestly, this was the last time it felt like there was, um, an organic nature to it instead of a more uh, production. But production is good. I mean, it helps us enjoy the show and follow along and stuff. But I think that for having the girls with the personal connections, hanging out at the hotels, getting closer, the stakes were higher naturally because we knew each other more than they would be with strangers who only knew each other for eight to 12 hours in a workroom, you know? Like we hung out, we kikied, we smoked pot, we made out, we did things together, you know? Um, Yeah. And, of course, season four was the birth of Willem as the the dark horse of the drag race kingdom. The most controversial queen in the history of drag race. Not anymore. Never before. Well, (laughs) but, like, within the kingdom. I mean, you weren't cast out of the kingdom, really, within the scope of this season. You... It was, it was a very like it was a very important moment and uh and really fierce and really fun to. Our to rainbow watch. spotlight of the week is "Keys to the Kingdom" by Blackest King Beyonce. <laughs> oh, I thought it was I thought it was trouble. The WWYD JoJo Siwa remix. Shut up, you bitch! Now All available right. on Let's... iTunes. Now Hit available with the on outro. iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us on Race Chaser Classic no, 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 this week. No, no, no. We never announced what's gonna happen next week. Well, they'll next just have to week, see, won't they? We will start with All Stars, All Stars One, one. <laughs> uh, and. And we will most likely be talking a bit about Untucked every week as well because there are some amazing moments from All-Stars 1, Untucked, Mm -hmm. including a cameo from one of the hosts of Race Chaser. I'll give you a guess as to who it is. So make sure... 
<laughs> Make sure you do your homework and rewatch or watch for the first time episode one of All Stars season one. The episode is called It, it Takes, takes Two, baby. baby. And also this week on Mom, Latrice and Manila discuss Canada's drag race and their first ever snatch game. Plus, the Queens did a night of a thousand Celine's runway. And um, check that out. New episodes of The Chop come out every Monday. And it's official. Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball is now on the Mom, Mom Network. Network. And they have some really super fun stuff planned this week, including a detailed review of my <laughs> drive-in show in Los Angeles. You were recording? Yeah, we brought a little recorder around and did some roving reporting. You that wasn't a mole. <laughs> I, I thought it was a freckle. This episode. Yeah. I said, back away from my vehicle. Get away yeah. from my bumper. <laughs> and uh, uh, on this Friday, we'll have Peppermint on as our guest. Oh, oh cool. my God. We love that. She talks a lot about getting on Drag Race and her audition process, which oh. is very fascinating. I love that show. Wow. I can't wait to hear about it. Now, you can hear new episodes of Sloppy Seconds every Tuesday and Friday. And yes. I'm Willem. And I'm Alaska. Of season four and five. And you can rate our podcast, but don't give it four and fives. Um, and subscribe <laughs> to make sure you know when each new episode comes out. You can follow the dolls at Willem at the only Alaska 5000. And our Race Chaser podcast is at Race Chaser Pod. You can use the hashtag Race Chaser when you post. And you can send us a DM or an email at racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. We also have bonus whole footage at patreon.com slash Willem. And you can watch our fake Drag Race episode. We have parts one, part two, and part five and six are coming out later. We skip three and four. Fuck them. We're probably going to win a Wowie Web Award for the web series. So you should check us out now before all the, all the kids come. You can be like, no, I've been watching that longer. Definitely. You can catch up on all our bonus content by searching the hashtag Race Chaser and watch the videos a la carte. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Race Chaser Chaser is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Viacom, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. RuPaul's Drag Race and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Forever Race Chaser with Alaskan Willem is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is Race Chaser by Alaska Thunderfuck. Oh.